We are ready to start. Good morning, angels. Wake up! Wake morning, gentlemen. Nice day for a heist, see? Nah. Good morning, Americans. Let's see one in the morning. Good morning. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. Get fired up! Cook down, tough guy. Are we ready? Let's freaking go, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Wake up, wipe the crust from your eyes, it's time for C1 in the morning. Good morning. Yes sir, yes sir, yes it sir. It is C1 in the morning, your midweek disc golf pod show. Cast thing. Yes. I am your host Luke and with me is... Derek D. Bible. you already know what it is bud. Good. This weather is fantastic for disc golf, Bro. right? Bro. And I, I don't know I if anybody to just pack up my bags and move it on south. Anybody's in the Midwest slash Northeast, you're having fun right now. I can tell. That's great. You just got like six inches of snow in an hour. You can feel the enthusiasm coming through my voice. <sighs> Stuck in my driveway. That was fun. Almost was like, don't know if I'm recording tonight. I got out. Thankfully. It was, yeah, it was a major, major issue. Uh, before we get started. Uh, why don't you go subscribe on Apple I, iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify give us a like, anywhere you get your podcast. Give us a share. Head over to our socials uh, at C One in the Morning on Instagram and Twitter. The YouTubes. The YouTubes. Facebook.com slash C One in the Morning. Yep, the Facebooks. And if you're there, click the link in the description. You'll find SpeakPipe. It's where you can interact with the show. Ask us questions, talk about topics we talked about. I'm talking to you, J-Mo. Yeah. Still haven't gotten anything. I was trying to get him here, actually. Yeah? Yeah. See if we can get him on soon. I'm sure he would. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's just all about his schedule. Uh, but yeah, go do all that. It, it greatly helps. Leave us oh, leave us ratings and reviews, too. Like, Even if it's a bad review, let us know what we're doing. Like, The let interaction helps. Yeah, if we suck, we suck. We know. We're not what perfect. Else? Whatever. But I do have a microphone in front of my face, and you don't. So, ha. Huh. Uh, LVC. Bruh. Interesting. So, first and foremost, the one thing I just want to quickly mention on the FPO side, I think Katrina Allen was catfishing everybody at All Star Weekend. Bro, she I think was she not just was like around. maybe just screwing off at all-star weekend because she thought her team was just fire i uh, mean it was cause, it, yeah but she played unparalleled different yeah compared to how she played from all-star to she kind of coasted on the fourth round because she had, she had such like a, a good seven lead. stroke lead at yeah. one point bro it was insane uh uh our pick my pick at least evelina, evelina salinen however did not have the great weekend no she caught few hazards quite early some ob the ob at both of those tracks is yeah plus they, her putt was still not there the changes that they made to that course this season um i mean i've already apologized once on the show i'll apologize again i'm sorry katrina allen yeah uh sorry i it was I, just 
maybe last week, I was like, you know, I haven't really heard anything about her preparing in the off season, and, and that her was putt hasn't thing. been great. And then she comes out and does what she does, just wrecks everything. Murders and that was the thing, the though, that we kind of talked about at one point. Like all we had to go off of going into LVC was All Star Weekend, really, because we haven't seen a lot of like action because oh yeah there are just players out there that don't really like track their off season and show people what they have going on so yeah i mean well i i I think my point with katrina allen was valid because players do show what they're working on in the off season she was just posting pictures of we're in this state this week in this state this week like vacation mode and i was like oh that's that's no good. I know you got that sweet TGA deal, but like, still gotta play. And then she comes out and plays. So, comes out and kills it. I will be, I will be the wrong one in this situation. But I mean, it's only the first she tournament of the season. My top three, either. I don't think. No, you had Jennifer Allen, which was a great choice considering how she's been playing. So you maybe you get a half a point for an Allen. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> we'll, we'll go over the points later, but let's Something. talk about the the tournament itself yeah uh let's start with fpo uh again katrina allen just ran away with it yep. catching strokes when the the first day was cold windy it was kind of windy all weekend but it was especially cold on on thursday couldn't tell she had no issue i don't know ended up what she carding on the first day but it was a sizable lead that just never quit yep and the the rest of the the rest of the field kind of fluctuated i think throughout yeah. most of the next Yeah, it was days. never anybody was like, oh, I've been in second this entire tournament. It was always people jumping, Mm-mm. which is what you want from a tournament. Ella Hansen got up there at one point, kind of sat in the top three. Colin Hanley was in like eighth, and I was like, well, there goes my pick, and then she jumps she up in the top off, three. So it's like on the final day. So that's how it goes, though. Yeah, that's it was really how it goes. It was one of those tournaments that, I mean, you're always excited for the first tournament of the year. But it was one of those tournaments you go, this is why I love live disc golf. Just watching that happen all weekend. And, uh, I mean, I, I didn't get to catch most of the rounds. I, I ended up just ended up watching, like, Joe Mez coverage and skimming through to get it because it's the weekend and we're busy. I watched most of all the rounds from DGN. Okay. I watched most of the MPO rounds on DGN because it was later in the day and I could swing it. But, Yeah. Uh, exciting. Exciting. Great. Great. Great time. Congratulations to Katrina Allen. Yeah, congrats, Katrina. Congrats to just a lot of the ladies that were able to go out there and, and really show up and kind of show what they had going on this season, just like like you mentioned, Holland Hanley. You know, it, she kind of right. showed what she's going to be about with this craft. And it's, it's still kind of too early in the season to make judgments about how the rest of the season's going to go. True. I can't go... I'm not going to end up going and picking Katrina Allen for every tournament because she blew away this one, especially when you still have Paige and Kristen Tatar ready to make their debut at Waco. In, bro. So it's it's still too early. I do like some of the things I'm seeing from like Ella Hansen and Holland Hanley. Mm-hmm. I do think that they could, if they you know continue to push and push, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate. Like I wouldn't even hesitate to say that it's most likely see them first place at one of these tournaments, whether it even be a, a silver event not silver series anymore bomb roos was up there yeah yeah hannah she played really well yeah i it really bothers me that evelina didn't play so well because she throws the discs so well yep and when you watch her drive like you just know like she's 
always most of the time in circle one i'm not gonna say always because that's hyperbole but and you just go oh that's another birdie and then it's not like come on especially when you have her as a pick those hazards in ob man they changed so much and added so much that it was it was reckoned from fpo to mpo some of the the best of them out there to be fair i knew that the the course had three courses usually they play all three courses this year they decide to only play two no infinite course this year uh mpo played the innova and millennium and i think fpo played infinite and innova gotcha so they one was just left out for each yeah exactly gotcha and i didn't know that so judging based off what i've seen in the past i was kind of making my my predictions on what i've seen and then they don't play a whole course so i was like oh now they have more time to dial in Uh, like the some of the even like the practice round coverage didn't drop till like wednesday yeah of last week so like that's where I've realized what courses they were playing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're right. only playing two, you know, two rounds at each, basically. What do, you, what do you think of the courses themselves? I thought they were dope. I, I thought they were sick courses, and they're, like, really well-designed. I, I will agree, yeah. To test, like, shot ability. I, I, I thought it interesting because I was watching it, and I'm like, wow, that seems like a difficult course. And then you look at the, the feet, and... And like it's like you know sub nine thousand, and like, uh, like well that's not much longer than the course at All Stars. And here we are. Um, sorry, sorry. Things going on behind the scenes here. Uh, it's not much. You know, it wasn't much longer than what was at All Stars, and All Stars was a birdie fest. So I was really kind of expecting LVC to be one too. And it was. I mean, some people shot hot round. Freaking Ezra in the second Bro, day, Ezra, twelve down. Ezra popped off. I was, I was, I was stoked. Uh, Drew Gibson at one point was like damn near last cash, and he still got up there. I don't know what he finished at exactly. Maybe popped fifth up or like something 34, like that. 34 spots at one yeah, point. Yeah, on, during the third round, third to the round chase card on the, which I thought was insane. Good for him. But yeah, with the the feet, I was like, this is gonna be a birdie fest, and then I mean. Hot rounds of twelve down was one day. Like, I think the hot round on the first day was like eight down, something like that. Yep. For uh, are you talking about FPO or MPO? MPO. Yep, eight down. So it's like I was I was fully expecting it to be kind of a runaway tournament, and it never was. Wind played the biggest factor, I think, for, for sure. everybody that the entire week, the entire weekend. For sure. The although the snow and stuff that they were talking about coming through there held off for him and yeah at one point or another i saw simon out there i think with shorts one day yeah so like I, it got warm enough but uh, wind was nuts. i think it was brody posted a video on twitter of him out there during practice and it was sleeting so like kind of cuts practice we in half know what that feels like yeah yeah we're i no love lost like here like we bro it sucks so bad we did, like i said we literally between the the time of like noon and three o'clock got six to seven inches of snow. So, in sleety rain. No, it's a mess out there. Uh, let's let, let's talk about MPO then. Yeah, um, MPO. The, I think that's what the the coverage I paid most clo- closest attention to, because mm-hmm. like you said, it was later in the day, so I could like throw it on the TV and 
actually pay attention to what right. was going on. First and foremost, big apology to Kevin Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll 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 eat crow when we need take, to. Take full ownership of that one. Big apology to Kevin Jones. I also think that he probably was just like out there all star weekend messing around. Like just having a that or a good old time when that word came out from prodigy and that bro i lawsuit, thought that too I maybe was a little fire up under i was him. like bro he may be out here just trying to show prodigy like but see then but then how does that vice versa how does that look that it he couldn't clutch it, it to be fair that's kind of in his mo i know he won i think it was gmc one year uh, but he's always been the guy that's close, and then something happens. Uh, I think of hazard. I think of Portland Open I, last year. I think it was he was uh, in the lead, or at least in the top three, making a run. And I don't remember what hole, but it's basically uh, he a basket is on a mound, and there's like OB all around it, and he was just. Missing putts, missing putts. I think he had been taking an eight, and he was just kind of out of it at that yeah, point. I think he took double bogue on 18. Yeah. And lost by two, perhaps? Yeah, that's, I mean, if he would have just held off to par, he would have. I don't know, man. Vinny was it would at least It would at least went, oh, uh, his circle two putts? What? Bruh. In the wind? Are you he kidding? He was dropping those boys. So I got I to gotta admit, I start watching the round. Vinny's popping off. I'm like, all right, Vinny might have this. He that double bogey on seven. Yeah. And I'm about, I'm, I'm going, yes. oh man, this is kind of classic Vinny. I know he's won this in the past and he's won, uh, like, uh, I know he won Memorial one year. He won Deglo at one point. Pretty sure. He, I know he lo- was like co leader with, uh, Ledgestone when that got cut short with Ricky. They're like co winners. I don't fully like that, but, I don't know if he won D-Glow, but maybe. I'm not, I don't know. But he also won, what was it, Idlewild last year? Was it, no, it wasn't Idlewild. It was, uh, when? One of those open, now kind I'm of, curious. in the middle of the pack. Curious, curious. In the middle sorry. of the tour curious, type curious. ones. He went to the playoff with Paul, and then there was the whole um, T-pad gate, because Paul threw, and the T-pad moved, it, like, bunched up, because it was like a, like a turf pad. And then uh, Vinny just laced it. I wanted to say it was Idlewild. Bro, I just want to say shout out to Vinny for catching that bag for winning Las Vegas Challenge, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, we've we've always knew that Vinny had it in him. Like, he's a great putter. He can drive a mile. It's just, he's always seems to be there, kind of like a Kevin Jones. This was kind of the, the redemption arc for both of them. Could have been. Fair. It, he's always been there, especially at the majors. He's always there and then blows up last round. He won Jonesboro last That's year. That's it, Jonesboro. That's it. On the disc side of heaven, right? He won the President's Cup. Bro, I told you. He for sure won Deglo last year. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I was Fair. like, bro, I swear. Because I, I, was, I was scrolling through, what was it, like 1010 discs or something like that that popped uh-huh. across my Facebook and they had like a Calvin Heimberg, like Tour Series Glow Toro 
right. that was stamped for the D-Glo win. Okay. And I was like, man, that'd be kind of sick to put on the wall. Because that's yeah, for some reason I couldn't, I couldn't remember. D-Glo. He had a couple dubs. I think he had three last year. I think just Jonesboro and D-Glo. I can't remember the last one. I mean, President's Cup is kind of like a was the, non-sanctioned uh, thing during European uh, Open. But I'm not sure. Any? Oh, wait. I know he was close at the preserve, but Bradley Williams ended up taking that one down. Again, he's but he's the type that like he could go the out Jonesboro Presidents Cup and and Deglo Deglo yeah. See, he's the type that you but like an X an XC tier event yeah. is Presidents Cup. So. Yeah, kind of don't count, but still still a dub because yeah. everybody was out there. So. Well, it's also like a team challenge thing. Oh yeah, you're right. Isn't so it? it's USA yeah. versus Europe. He did win the not you know, not an elite another elite series or anything, but he also won the mixed pro doubles. That's true. Worlds. Worlds. He's a world doubles champion. Yes, sir. But uh like if you had Vinny on your top three every event, it's feasible. Absolutely feasible. Like, I, I wouldn't doubt. He just never seems to put it together. So chill it's about a, it, though. Yeah. That's kind of the always. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very rarely. Bro. I think it was preserved last year when he had this big-ass throw-in, and then you finally show him, like, got some emotion out of him, besides, you know, James Conrad's shot. That got some emotion out of him. Yeah, dude. Jumped, <laughs> jumped in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kevin Jones is honestly what surprised me the most. Because Kevin Jones wasn't there all last year. Nope. Just, he wasn't in the conversation. And to the people, it, it got to the point where people were talking about, like, did Prodigy waste their money on Kevin Jones? Giving him all those signature discs and all that? Well, he, he showed that he can get there. He showed that he can get to first, especially, you know, leading into another player slightly is AB. Yeah. AB popped off. off. Like the... Almost the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Hazard's really hit him in the final day. And that's another guy that's always kind of been there but never been able to cinch it up. Yeah. Like, he's been there a bunch I was of almost, times. Like, day, at the end of day two, I was, I, I had, like, AB at, like, a 60% win percentage. I, th- I literally think Ian, and we, we can talk about this because I have a little bit of quarrel with the, the commentating, but uh, I think Ian was calling it AB's tournament, like, second round. Yeah, I Which, mean, I had him at like sixty percent at the end of the second round. Yeah, because he was just playing lights out. But ultimately, win played a factor in the final two days. I think for everybody, mm-hmm. and there were just other people that were able to kind of climb the ladder. And like then Eagle McMahon started pretty like up there from day one, right? On and lead card, then kind of. Eventually fell down, got back up there yeah. for the final, you know, lead card, yeah. and then would like end up down again. I think he fell like out of top eight. Like he, didn't I'm not sure. I don't. Eight. I like I said. Well, I didn't say this, but I came here with my laptop so I could have all this pulled up, and it don't work. So it's turning on. Uh, Let's look at this. I, uh, I mean, of course that. I think this happened twice. I think. Uh, Trina Allen ended up hitting a a golf cart, which kept her disc out of bounds. 
bro, did did you see what happened to AB in the final day? Exactly what I'm getting to. How uh, literally, it's it's a pretty not easy, but it's a hyzer, and you want to land, you know, a little bit left to avoid the hazard. Is just coming in, and the rangefinder guy is standing there with the cameraman, and just doesn't get out of the way. Yeah, bro, Eagle McMahon dropped all the way to the 13th. Yeah. Spot. It happens. Anthony Barella tied eighth with like five or four or five other people. Yeah. Matty O was up there. Matty O. Top ten. I know Paul came in like fifth or something like that. Sixth. Sixth. Which he was making a run on the final day too. Drew Gibson was fourth. Making a run. Shout out the hometown guy, Kyle yeah. Klein. Got yeah. Up there in the Got top that five. half point for that you, half sir. Point, baby. Uh, Kevin Jones tied for second with Ezra Adderhold. Which I got no offense to Ezra. Of course, he did pop off here last year, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he looked good yeah, in the practice did. round videos, yeah. bro. I mean, he looks. Good period. Brody was up there for a little bit in the first round, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, snap, Brody. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is when I start watching DGN coverage and I see, especially when it's like that, that uh, chase card, mm-hmm. coverage is starting, not even the lead card is started yet, and you see where everybody else is, oh, it, I'm kind of like, nah, it, It's liable to change, but Ezra whatever. was up there from the beginning, dude. Yeah, bro, he kind of held it and then was able to just chase it down right there at the end, like... Came within three strokes. Yeah, good for him. I hope to see more of him on league cards this year, honestly. He deserves it. Um, Some notable mentions. There we go. Um, James Proctor got up there. He had, what was it, maybe second round? He had a really bad second round. Yeah, lots of OB. Yeah. uh, Lots of uh, hazard. Right. Sorry, brain stopped working. Yeah, he was, and missing putts, and... And it happens quick. Some notable mentions, bro. Emerson Keith. Yep, Lone Stars. Tied with Anthony Barella in that eight spot, bro. He was, he was, uh, he chase card second day. Oh, yeah. Nico LaCastro tied 17th. Yeah, not bad. Top 20 for Nico. Um, where we got some other notable mentions. Andrew Marweed was up there at one point. Yeah, he was on lead card at one point, I believe. Yeah. He also caught some terrible, terrible out of bounds yeah. and some terrible, terrible hazard. It had. I mean, the the ground play Ganon is so Burr, quick out there. Gannon birth thirty. Yeah, I I think Rock the lawsuit go, is having its effect on him mentally. Well, yeah, because he. So did you catch? Oh, came came in hot there for yeah. a second. Did you catch any of? Brody Smith and Eula Berry. I, I didn't get to check podcast. it out. No, Tour Life. Yeah, bro. So I watched that whole at first episode, and they had like in, they had Gannon in there, like right. asking him questions, going through all this stuff. So apparently, just to give some background on this, if you haven't already watched this episode, definitely go do go watch. I Tour do plan Life. on watching it. Uh, yeah. um, Brody Smith, Paul Eula Berry, super awesome podcast. Um. Kind of gave some insight on this a little bit. So he initially, when he announced that he was leaving Prodigy, mm-hmm. his plan heading into All-Star Weekend was to play mixed bag 
Right. He was going to play like with like maybe a third of his bag being Prodigy and a third of his bag being some other disclosed brand or brands multiple. But he was going to play mixed bag for All-Star Weekend and LVC. Okay. All this lawsuit stuff started to pop off. So he was forced to throw Prodigy. Right. So he, right before All-Star Weekend started, had to like take out all of his non-Prodigy plastic. Right. And he was only left with like seven discs. He Dur- had, oh, during All-Star Weekend? He only had seven discs? He only had seven discs the oh, entire I didn't know weekend, that. bro. He had uh, some of the putters. Um, I don't know where some of the putters he was using for the putter challenge came from, but to my knowledge, the seven discs that he had with him during All-Star Weekend, especially for the doubles and singles matches, mm-hmm. was like two fairways, three distance drivers, two mids, and a couple putters. Really? And like that was it. So that's what he played with for wow. all of All-Star Weekend. Thankfully, from what my, my understanding is, uh, his mom was flying in with his other Prodigy plastic that he left back home. Oh, okay to hopefully play with all of his prodigy plastic for las vegas so i'm not sure how that went down but if he went or was pre-practicing for weeks without said discs trying to prepare himself for new plastic in his bag right and then also went a week or more without having the discs that he ultimately was going to have to throw that's fair outside of his bag 30th like it sucks especially in that that podcast interview he speaks um kind of in depth about his expectations for himself mm. so like he knows that even when he's not playing 100 percent, he should place higher right than he should in most cases but i mean on like vegas courses with the wind and the ground play on this you may not necessarily be the used wind to played so much dude i'm curious to know how texas is gonna look yeah it's it's interesting, and we'll talk about it probably next week when we get to our Waco preview. But that yeah, buddy. tournament produce, produces weird champions. It's not always it's it's one or two ways: someone you expect or someone you don't. Because it's like I mean, Paul's won it a handful of times. Won it last year. He's defending champion this year. But then you have like Colton Montgomery and Nico, which I know Nico is always capable, but not one that you fully expect to win an elite series. And then you had like. Kona win it one year. It's Kona like Waco last year. Paul. Yeah, and Valerie Montano. Yeah. So it's always ones like it's like it could be exactly who you expect or no one you expect, and right. that's that's gonna make picks interesting next year. Yeah, it's gonna make just this entire season is blowing my mind already, bro. It makes the entire season gonna be so much more interesting because right. Seeing that leaderboard leaderboard fluctuate the way that it did, I'm heavily confused for picks next week. Right, like, I have no no idea. I'm just genuinely hoping we'll get like some practice round footage from people and something in, yeah. on social media, YouTube, something that I can like watch. It'd be interesting. Uh, I got to see if Simon signed up for Waco, but to see Simon in the woods with his MVP bag, he didn't have a great outing this weekend. It w- it was hit or miss. I think he ended, like, last cash, honestly. Yeah, he didn't. So, first day, I think he played great. Second day, OB really hurt him. Yeah. Third day, 
Putting. Yeah. Putting. 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 But, again. And then by the fourth day, he was so far out of it that there was, like, he had, I think, seven or 17 or 18, like, down going into final day. Yeah. You're not catching somebody who is. No. Even if you shot a perfect round and they shot a five up, like, a five down, they're still going to beat you. Yeah. So, like, there was no, no catching it, but. There were definitely some spots where I think like he realized he was struggling. Mm-hmm. Wind, yeah, huge factor. Um, I think that's one thing that he probably still needs to figure out when it comes to new plastic. Yeah, like, just what, what's going to be overstable enough to chuck works, in this wind. What, yeah. Exactly. What works, what doesn't work. Like Maybe he needs to throw a more, a slightly more stable putter in the wind. Right, yeah. Like That may be a thing. Yeah. Does he throw the glitch like, in, in tournament? Rounds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Um, uses it for, like, big floaty, slow hyzer shots. or um, He was throwing the proxy quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's been loving those super high-speed drivers, bro. Those, like, 14-speeds, 13-speed drivers. Right. On the more overstable side. Uh, that's one thing you could immediately pick up any coverage from him this last weekend. He was throwing drivers beautifully. Yeah. All right, I got questions to ask you. Send it. What do you think of the commentary team of Ian Anderson and Philo? Love Philo. Do you? Love Philo. I, 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 so when I first found disc golf, not like first started seriously playing and getting like into the world, right? But when I first found disc golf, mm-hmm. like, like, we had discussed that one time, like a lot of my first discs were like hand-me-downs of old Anova molds and, and right, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I think one of the old modes, molds that I had been given was like a Philo Tour Series disc. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I wonder who this dude is. So like some of the very first form videos or um, even now some of like the field work training videos that mm-hmm. I look at to see like, okay, what can I start integrating into my field work process that is going to like help key in more into these areas of my game right he has so much stuff out there when it comes to the education of disc golf and he explains it really well to where people can understand it so love philo i think he's cool i think he's funny i think he gets along with just about everybody in the disc golf world so yeah. like it's cool having that perspective of somebody who is close friends still with a lot of the people that are out there playing. So he can, you know, be like, Oh yeah, I know, you know, Paul's going to be trying to throw that, you know, that force or whatever it may be. So you like his insight. I, I like his insight. Here's my thing. The one thing in commentary, and this is something that, that bothers me. There is seems to be a lot of like not back and forth, but like disagreement when it comes to a play. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like um, somebody will throw a disc. Like Calvin throws a massive drive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Anderson will be like, "Oh, Philo, that looks that looks great as long as as long as it can kind of scoot back over to the left side." Right. And Philo will be like, "No, man, that's for sure staying right." that's for sure staying right and it's kind of like you don't there's a lot of more more anticipation because you're not sure especially from somebody like me if i'm driving in the car for a long period of time right and there's a round on i may not have it 
like the video up playing, but I'll still have the audio playing through my Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult from that perspective, somebody listening mm -hmm. for coverage to kind of interpret what's going on when there's two different perspectives, I guess. Right. And you don't really know yeah. ultimately like, okay, cool. Did it, did it go left? Did it go right? Did it, did it skip? Did it check? Did it, did it check up? Did it go OB? Did it go hazard? Right. Whatever it may be. Um, that's the one thing I, I do like Philo and I do like his perspective in his commentary because it's from like a novice perspective, I guess, even though he has that pro level yeah. pedigree, he, he explains it in that novice. Um, Ian Anderson, Hit or miss, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it, really, because he, um, I don't have a problem with either of them. Like, there's nothing that they do that I dislike ultimately, other right. than the kind of mixed commentary on actually what's going on in that mm -hmm. moment. Um, so I, no, nothing. I, I think for me, hot take, hot take. Yeah, it it <laughs> might be. I'm, and it's nothing personal against them themselves. Like I don't hate them. I just. They're very laid back, right? Yeah, I can feel that. And it's hard to... I mean, you're trying to build drama. You're trying to make a story. And Ian, especially, has been known to call it way before it's the 18th hole. Even yeah. if a guy's running away with it, you know, come up with a way that's like, you know, so-and-so is making a run from, you know, third, trying to get up, like... Make a story out of it. Make the drama because that makes the payoff so much better, you know? Yep. And I feel like they're very just, very nonchalant with their, their commentary. My, my favorite commentators for, like, disc golf to watch, period, even though a lot of it is, like, post-production, uh -huh. um, is, like, Big Germ, Paul Uliberry, and right. Nate, Nate Sexton. Those three together describing or going through commentary for a disc golf event mm -hmm. is gold because they're always going at each other, cracking jokes, but they're educated and kind of keep you well informed as to what's going on. Right. I think I see. I'm, I'm one of those people that enjoy Nate Doss's commentary. I like Nate Doss's commentary. I like his too. commentary a lot. He tries to build the drama. He's like, okay, so this is the scenarios that could play out. He's like building the story. Yep. And, there is, provides his perspective like yeah this is what i would maybe throw in this situation right. maybe this type of overstable mid-range right i i think a, a great when it's terry miller nate doss and nate sexton in the booth that's their best commentary team at the moment i would say uh charlie eisengood eisenhood charlie eisenhood and uh nate doss would be just stellar Fire. Fire. And they need to... I, I know it's not easy. I know you need to find people that can just talk for talking's sake because it's a four-hour round. Find those people. Give us a go. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll we'll do, do it, it all day long. We'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do FBO and MPO without water. I don't care. Yeah, send it. Yeah. But as long as they're... Because, <laughs> bro... Listening to four days worth of disc golf, right? Live disc golf. Uh huh. If I had to listen to one more fucking thing about halal guys. Oh yeah, halal guys. It's 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 like the yeet of last year. Halal guys. So this is a meaty shot for the for the halal. And it guys. was always the same joke, like, <laughs> oh yeah, man. 
oh man, I'm getting hu- I'm getting hungry. Hopefully the halal, halal guys can come deliver us yeah. something. It was always the same like read in type. This thing. spicy shots brought to you by the halal guys. Come on. It's like oh god. And I get it. They're a sponsor, and you got, got to do it. And I'm sure they paid a lot for it. Oh, um, but just still. just for the record shows, we will gladly do the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'll. I just want to make that very very clear to the to the hopefully largely growing listening audience yeah we will still gladly do the I'll exact work same thing i'll work it into the players names watch an fpo like Haley king steps up i'm like holly kings because <laughs> the, the, the i don't she even care right. she played she all did right. good yeah i think she was just outside i think i chose her as my dark horse you did and she was like sixth or seventh like She's, just outside the I cut thought, i thought you might have walked away with a point and a half Oh, yeah. Let's talk about our points. Yeah. So, so I had a half a point. We kind of mentioned that for Kyle Klein. Yeah. Shout out. Michigan boy. Uh, I had Holland Hanley in second. Turns out she got third. So that gives me one point instead of the two. Yep. And I picked MPO terribly. Terribly. I thought for a half a second there, right, going into the final day, that if Eagle McMahon could make something happen, Right. That I was at least going to catch the one point for him being in top three. If best case scenario, he was going to just go off on final day and he was going to catch first. And I was going to be like, right. Yeah. When I, I was like, yeah, I, same. Like Eagle being up there. I was like, cool. That's going to get me a point at least. And then Paul making that run on the final day, going like seven down through seven or yep, that been a eight point. down through that seven, been a point. eight, nine, whatever. I was like, okay, I'm about to get some points. And then nothing. that would have been a point. And then nothing. No, uh, I'm interested. And in, like you said, we'll kind of talk about it more in depth next week. But I'm definitely going to do a little bit more kind of player research, I think, mm. before I make my picks next week. Because. Yeah, and it's like it, I said, and it's, it's a different, change, it's a whole different track it's too. It's going to change the game. Yeah, because there's people even who who are we missing this week in MPO? Are we missing anybody major? Um, Ricky's still. We don't know how his wrist is doing. I know he skipped LVC, oh, but by yeah, Waco, no, he should be good. But we Ricky, don't know. We'll see. Um, other than that, I'm not sure who signed up for Waco and who's not. It seems like everybody signed up for Waco. So shall we look? Yeah, let's look it up. Shall we look? Oh, I, I thought I had the uh, Jeopardy thing while we wait. Turns out I don't. Do, 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 do. I have the prices right theme. Should we do that? Um, sure. Oh, wait, just go. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. Whoop, that's it. <laughs> All right, Obligatory that, that threw smash me off. And so. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't type. I couldn't type. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Give me just a moment. All right. Um, waiting. Events. 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 Yes, I could probably pull it up on my phone too. Try not to do too much dead air here. Waco. Click. 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 Open click. 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 Disc golf. Click, click, click. Where are the people? Where are all the people? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. 
Ooh, not a good look when your event website is a uh, Facebook page. All right, here we go. A pool, right? No, that's FB. Prodigy presents Waco. Ooh, bro, that's a prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> Heck. Oh, here we go. Again. Oh, this is the amateur and age protected. So Ricky currently is registered. Okay. Um. So we got Paul, Ricky, Chris, Eagle, Gannon, Calvin, Matty O, Kyle Klein, Joel, Nate, Chris Clemens, Corey Ellis, James Conrad, Marweed, Double G, Isaac Robinson, Kevin Jones, Nico. Pretty much everybody yeah. you expect. Um. From the MPO side, I'm not noticing anybody that's not there. Ricky is currently. Still ready to go. So this is where it gets a little crazy for the the FPO field. So we are definitely going to be changing the the geography of the entire field moving maybe, into Waco. Maybe, maybe not though, because uh, Kristen coming off injury, Paige kind of blew up her her going to be the first uh, female thousand rated disc golfer in the Texas swing, even though she's from Texas. Own Paige. Missy Gannon. Missy Gannon getting second this weekend. She's playing well. Didn't I have her? I'll have to go back and listen. really should write these down. I'm almost certain I had Missy Gannon. I know you had... Uh, I think I had Jennifer Missy... Allen. I had Evelina. Yep. I think I had Missy Gannon it too. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I'll go back and listen, and we'll adjust the points accordingly if we need to. Because that would be... That'd be huge. That'd be one and a half points. Unless he's got it in two, then that'd well, be she, two and she, a half she points. she got second plate. Yeah. Because right? if I picked her second... Because I, I know I picked Jen Allen for third. So if I picked her, I would have picked her for second. See, I thought you also chose Alexis Mondujano. You know what? I think you're right. Oh. I don't even know where she finished. But... Actually, no, I thought I picked... We'll go back and listen and... Uh next week when we talk about our picks and points then maybe we'll adjust it accordingly no i think i did pick alexis mandahano yeah because of the putting yep you're right i think you're right yeah scratch that scratch that um yeah um so yeah Kristen Tatar is joining the field and Paige pierce is joining the field for waco at least so according to register we get so. to see a ripped Kristen tatar yeah, and maybe like a just more chilled, laid back, and less stressed out Paige Pierce. Let's hope. Let's hope she's not trying to. Because that 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 would be it. my thought on kind of what she's been doing, mm -hmm. like from what you're seeing on social media and stuff. Like, because she's still playing. Yeah. Because I'm like she's still been posting videos of stuff, of just like her playing in cool places and more chilled, like non-scored rounds type of thing. Right. Um. I'm curious to know if maybe that's the approach she took in the offseason was like, you know what, I'm going to try to lay back a little bit more and try to take it less stressful because maybe that's what part of the problem was last season, like for all we know. You know, she was just taking it way too serious and that that can be just as much of screwing or fucking up your game as, right, yeah. you know, taking it way too laid back is not taking it way too serious. I think that was part of my problem last year playing competitively was I just took it way too serious most of the time. Get too down on myself. I am messaging someone special right now. I see that he's active. And if we can get him on, this will be huge. 
Yeah, it'd be dope. We'll see. I don't know how we would do that. Um, if if we can, if he messes me back, we'll take a little break. Just we'll hit pause or something. We'll do something, and we'll figure it out. We'll do something. Or worst case scenario is we still talk to this very special someone, and mm-hmm. you guys get to wait a week to hear it. Yeah, seeing how it goes because he's active now. So we'll see. Whatever. Um, I have a I have something interesting that might be. Pose a question to you. Yes. If I asked you who won, uh, let's go. Uh, trying to think of a tour stop. Who won? I know, so I don't know if you'd know. Um, let's go Idlewild last year. Could you tell me who won Idlewild last year? one i watched which makes me even more terrible that i can't which it actually is to my point you can't remember not off the top of my head is but you can tell me who won usdgc yeah you can tell me who won worlds yeah you can tell me who won champions cup yeah or are you talking like pro tour champion Champions Cup is... No, Champions Cup, the major. Yeah, because we just looked at that. Yeah. So, like... I I was thinking... What means more? Obviously, you want to win the majors, right? Yeah. But say you won two majors, two of the four, versus somebody who won four, three, four... Elite Series. Okay. Who had a better season? I, and I guess that ties into the conversation of all, the importance of like the those end of the year, like the Pro Tour Championship, the the Worlds, mm-hmm. all that shit. Like, I guess from a statistical standpoint, and that that ties into like what what are the stats? Because like for instance, Andrew Marweed was a hundred percent in C one putting C one X putting last year and probably has been this the best putter in the PDGA for the I, last three years. I agree. But by public terms has not necessarily had great seasons the last right. three seasons. And so I, I I it's hard to say. And I'm not even talking about like what have you done for me lately type situation. It's just like it's important to win these events for points. Yeah. Right? Yep. But is it as important for your season overall? You can say you had a great season, won three events, right? Yeah. But did terribly at the majors. And if you don't, if people, a general disc golf fan, doesn't remember who won that event but wins at the majors, what's more important? You know? I guess it depends on what you're in the game for. Right. It, it, cause like, if you're looking at it from, like, the player's perspective, right, mm-hmm. What like, what are you playing the game for? Because, like, for me, I think somebody like Paul Macbeth, right, he cares more just about, the like, winning. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go out and win right. as many tournaments that I am signed up for as possible. Yeah. Don't care what they are. Right. Where they're at. 
I just want to win because that's where, you know, his mindset is in the game. Mm-hmm. As where there may be other players that look at it as like, no, I would prefer the notoriety of winning a Worlds right. and maybe skip out on these two or three wins during like the regular seasons. Like, I want the notoriety from Worlds or yeah. USDGC because that's what's going to get me the contracts. That's what's going to get me the disc deals. That's what's going to get me this, this, and this. Mm. Whereas like somebody like Paul, who has all that already, he wants the stats. He wants the wins. He wants to be the most winningest disc golfer that's ever existed. Right. So, like, he doesn't care so much about that. You know what I mean? Uh, it kind of remind me. So, and I like I. It's obvious I'm not a Ricky fan, and I'm not going to knock him as a disc golfer. Uh, here we but go. Just listen. He came out after after Worlds, right? And you know, started saying like, I think Worlds should be, you know, a culmination. Of your season. Yeah. Right? And it got me thinking, like, if I can't remember who won a certain tournament, and I'm I'm watching these tournaments every weekend, you know? Yep. But I can remember who wins the majors, then should the major change? Or should it stay the same? You know? Because he's talking about a change in the major structure at yeah. that point. Yeah. Oh. Uh. And I have other thoughts on this that I won't get into, but so there are things, and we we kind of had this side discussion back when like the whole like Ricky actually posted the video, kind of talking about what he thought. Right? Mm-hmm. I do think that it should be changed mildly, okay. maybe not to the extent of how he described it. You know, I do think that the purpose of how it is now it would make the entire season more meaningful if that makes sense like how you're describing right these these other tournaments like you only need to have so many mm-hmm. it's going to make the entire season mean that much more to these players when it comes to wins and where you're placing if it is structured similar to how Ricky described it i i think right now how worlds is is just kind of a growing pain of disc golf in my opinion because before there was a dedicated tour right there was always still a world championship and you'd get people that toured like the midwest and the californias and like the texas areas and then they'd all and then they everybody would end up coming for worlds we don't have that kind of you know divisional type yeah regional type tours that come together for worlds but if we give it some time we will have mexico in europe and uh the asias and all that bro i've seen some crazy stuff out there of people saying that like here in the next two or three years we're gonna have like general managers of teams and like talent scouts oh i'm sure that are going because like there's college teams out there now Mm -hmm. that are going to colleges and scouting talent to pull when they graduate so they can sign them and it's it's becoming a huge sport. Yeah. I'm just, like you're mentioning, I'm very interested to see, like, what they're going to pull from all these different areas. Right. But this is what I'm saying about a world championship, though, is, like, we're taking that same concept of, like, the regional tours and going global with it. Now, Europe's not as big as the market in the United States, even though... I would say that it's more of a sport over there overall than it is here. Correct. 
Mexico is obviously not as big, but it's 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 just starting. Yeah. Asia's not as big. I mean, we have like Jackie Chen and uh, Manabu Kajiyama. It, it's we have players like that that are kind of putting it on their back, but it's not there. But with the boom of disc golf here, we gotta expect that the boom will happen over there too. At some point, we could hope. And I don't think we should change our major because the market here, and then kind of screw everyone else that truly would make it a world champion. You know. Yeah. And and to be fair, like once those markets grow. It it won't be just be you know Jones East or Jones Supreme that we're playing or GMC like now we'll be moving literally global for a world championship. It's in Barcelona, Spain this year. You know, yep. it's in Bangkok, Thailand this year. Yep. You know, and then you're truly gonna get the best in the world out of that. I agree. I agree because it's gonna be that one just huge centralized location yeah. where all the best players in the world like, they go. That's where everybody who tours in Europe strictly europe not the ones that come over to the united states once once that's a big enough market where they can feasibly just make a living touring over there mm-hmm. or t- just touring in asia you know that probably the top five to ten people in those rankings are going to want to go to the world championship mm-hmm. and then you're going to have all these players that you've never played against you don't know anything about you probably see maybe some videos online and then you get to test your medal against them start finding the new simons and, yeah uh yeah yeah so like nose and the the nicholas antelas of the world to my point was like i like the majors as they are and i understand the gripes against them but if we just i mean you see the growth how it was from you know 2020 to here you know i don't think it's going to take that long especially when you get at like true athletes in the sport yeah and they're coming. And they're coming. They're already, like some of them are Tom, already though. here. Yeah. Albert Tom, Anthony Barella. Yeah. They're already here and there's just going to keep going. You're going to, especially with more colleges getting disc golf teams, you're going to have people getting scholarships to play disc golf and being able to hone disc their golf craft. Just getting into more elementary schools. Yeah. So kids are aware of it. Yeah. What it's, it is. It's going to get there. And what Ricky said annoyed me because of that fact. That's fair. You know, not because it was Ricky. If it could have been anybody saying that, and it would have annoyed me, probably annoyed me a little bit more because it was Ricky. Watch for yours. Y'all but, can't see my face. Man. <laughs> look a look at the moment. But it, it, Drew Gibson could have said it. Like I won three. He, I know he didn't. But like I won three stops this year. I, I should be the best in the world. I should be the world champion. No, because you didn't show up when it mattered at the actual world championship. Correct. You well, know? Yeah, I think that's. I think that matters just as much. You think that the multiple stops matters just as much or showing up at the major? Showing up at the major matters okay. just as much. Like, I think that, like, from, and that's what I meant by, like, I don't necessarily completely agree with his perspective. I think showing up at the world championship where right. you need to show up and play like you did in the three or four other tournaments that you did win. Right matters just as much as the three or four wins that you got and maybe you had two or three more wins than everybody else right i don't care if you don't show up at the mate like the world championship and play like you did at those four or five tournaments doesn't matter there's reason that people still bring up paul's 2015 season he won everything and if he didn't he wasn't out of the top three and he swept all the majors that year 
Right. Like, well, look at look at like the one sport that pops into my brain is like uh, the basketball world championship. Like how that's mildly structured. Mm-hmm. Granted, basketball is mildly different because it's like a seeded system, right? Right. But that's those teams are playing hard to win the entire time they're there. They're not like, oh, I just need to catch these four W's and we catch the world championship. Yeah, right, yeah. No, if if you're there with seven other teams, you got to catch seven dubs. Right. And it doesn't much matter if it's the first dub or if it's the last dub to be the world championship. you got to catch all seven. So The only thing I think that should change if they were going to do anything for the world championship is not necessarily do a seeded system like that, but like, if you're going to be, and you can use PDGA rankings, we got to figure out a centralized ranking system in disc golf too, because we have too many. We have like your rating system, and then we have U-disc ratings, and then we have the DGPT points. What are we going to use so we can, you know, finally come to terms with what who's actually number one? So, and correct me if I'm wrong, disc golf, like the PGA, PDGA rating qualifies you to enter the Pro Tour. Yeah. So you have to have a 1015 rating or higher. Right. Technically, you could be 900, but you won't have first dibs as far as. Right. You can enter yeah. a tournament at a 900 rating, but to have a secured spot in Pro Tour Elite Series events, you have to be 1015 or higher to qualify for a tour card, which yeah. means you have permanent placement at all of the elite series and major events the right. entire season right it's all you i'm pretty sure you pay for the tour card yes and then that goes towards all your entry fees and all that correct yeah. but like you have to be a certain rating to have yes. that tour card you can't just be like like me like an 850 and be oh, like, yeah, let me catch that tour card bud no you, you can't no 1015 are higher to my understanding so yep. like i the 1015 or pdga ratings and disc golf pro tour rating like ratings or points mm. i get because the point system ultimately is what right now determines right. that wor- worlds and all that type of shit so mm. i get that but the u-disc rating absolutely pointless like shout out u-disc you're a great app i use you all the time like, right you are the go-to app to track rounds and all that stuff well, but so no point in having like a third or fourth set of ratings out there, in my opinion. Cause so I get what the UDIS ratings is trying to do. They're taking stats and all this kind of stuff and breaking it down into what kind of player you are. Okay. And then giving you a, a placement that way. Okay. Instead of just going, well, I'm 1050 rated. Well, if you're 1050 rated, but, you know, never making it, you know, outside the top 12 each week, then are you really number one? Because right now Paul's 1050 and he's a top rated player, you right. know? So there's there's things like that where it's like, yeah, you're technically the top-rated player, but this is how you've been playing. Not where yeah. you've been placing, but where how you've been playing recently, and so we have this too. Right, and I'm interested to see how ratings adjust next month. Yeah, we'll see. Because now that the season has started, we'll yeah. actually get to see rating movement from the end of last season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what I was, what I was getting at is like, I think worlds should change in the fact that it's like, Let's take the top 10 or 15 American disc golfers based on whatever ratings that you guys qualify as the right, the correct one. You know, the top 15 Finns, the top 15 whoever, whoever, and do it that way. Because I don't feel that like a, a uh, let's see, who's, 
trying to think of who's like consistently down at the list. Like an, uh, no, Andrew Presnell. I was dude. I was literally thinking Andrew Presnell. Like an Andrew Presnell who. Yeah, he might squeak out like a top twenty-five, top fifteen every once but in a we while. We ain't seen him in top three. Yeah, back it, to back but he can come into the world championship, and he could feasibly take it. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. But like, what about these other countries that have players that deserve it too? And now this is taking up a spot. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that a hundred percent. That's why I've, I've truly enjoyed like last year, Christmas Tatar. Right, like. That truly, in my opinion, is like a world champion. Right. Came from not here. Yeah. And beat everybody that was here. Which was her second major, by the way, because I think in 2019, she won U.S. Women's. I believe you're correct. And she won Canadian Nationals. She was a two-time national champion that year. How she started was kind of crazy. Like, she didn't have, like, a a background in a previous disc sport of any kind. Right. Found disc golf, popped into some amateur tournaments, and within... Two years, she was like, "All right, let's hit it. Let's start yeah. doing some actual majors and some A tiers." And right, now she just started winning. So, best woman in the world. This is true. Uh, best woman last in last year. Yeah, last year. Last we'll, year. We'll see. we'll see what happens. Because I'm not making any. She is top rated still at the moment. Yes, so we'll that see. depending on how she plays at Waco. Yeah, but that won't matter because that won't that rating won't be calculated. No, not yet. Uh, no, is is the it's the nineteenth of every month, right? Yeah, second Tuesday. So that should so, be. Yes, it will. Should, yeah, it should it be. Will. So depending on how she plays at Waco, I think it'll depend on if she stays the highest rated. Because if Katrina Allen plays similar to how she played at LVC, bro, like we're probably going to see her be the highest rated. I think after that first adjustment, it might be too close to be in. Because it's the eleventh through, or the tenth through the twelfth for, for a, uh, Waco, and it'd be the fourteenth, and it's super close to like getting all the ratings in. The rate, I was, yeah, I was gonna say if they have the ratings in. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, I wrap it up, huh? Yeah, I suppose. In an I mean, hour. Quit boring people with our our boring voices about yeah. our, about boring disc golf stuff. It looks like our guest is not gonna be able to make it, so. Not this evening, but I think be, to, be in store for a treat next week, hopefully. Yeah, I think we'll probably get an interview in with him this week, and then we'll, we'll have it on our next show. That, and we have a few other, few other guests lined up. J-Mo, the one, the one and only that we continue to speak of. He'll, yep. he'll hopefully be coming on soon. Travis. Travis, Travis. is going to be coming on soon. Um, hopefully a, a local pro, Kyle Williams. Kyle he, Williams will be coming spoke on spoke of some interest in wanting to come on and talk about some local disc golf stuff. So. Yeah, we'll interview him a little bit. We'll probably get picks from him, too, if, on the tournament that's coming up You know, the weekend after he's on, too. Just see what's up. See what's his perspective on things. Yeah, I'm... Because he... Yeah, yeah. Whatever week yeah. that is. I don't know. We haven't yeah. locked down a date yet, yep. so... Yep, 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 yep. So, as always, don't forget to subscribe. Yep. Uh, hit the like button yep like shopify shopify that's my, that's where my business is spotify spotify apple itunes apple itunes follow the socials at c1 in the morning hit on instagram pipe. let us know how we're doing and twitter appreciate all of the the awesome you know awesome help awesome you know yeah sponsors i guess if you'd call it that yeah uh let us know let us know what you're doing let us tell it just want to have a conversation it's like hey smiley face Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do it. 
tell us your perspective on our picks. If honestly, if you don't know about disc golf and you're kind of just one of those those beginners out there listening shoot us a message ask us anything you know recommendations for plastic i've actually had that happen to me recently oh yeah um buddy of mine reached out uh from my hometown he was like hey i'm thinking about getting into disc golf like do you have some recommendations on like brands or what i should start throwing and um the only thing the one thing i just stressed type just over and over again understable 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 right yeah yeah for <laughs> um, sure unless you're going to try to throw forehand and then in which case neutral 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 because you don't really or overstable you... if you're going to try to turn it over with your wrist which is a beginner yeah, happens a lot yeah it happens a lot but my understanding is you want to try to start neutral yeah just because if you if you're new to the sport especially it's better to learn throwing something flat and neutral forehand so that way when you do throw something over stable you can right. work that angle a little bit better but anyway getting sidetracked there again yep. appreciate it y'all please continue to listen love us let us know how we're doing love us enjoy the rest of your uh work week yeah hey see you All right, move on. Nothing to see.